Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by LaVie. LaVie has invented and designed a variety of products, including their innovative lactation massagers. Um, but we'll hear more about that later. Uh, but you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page if you need anything check them out there because those sponsors make this podcast possible. And while you're there, you can scroll down and enter your email address and get episodes sent straight to your inbox every Monday and every Wednesday. <laughs> and now, Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. And Wednesday. It's um, pretty fancy. Yep. And cool. now Diane has our review of the week. And it came from our Gmail. I've been saving this one specifically for today. It comes from Courtney Johnston. And as I said, she sent this to um, our Gmail, badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com. I was listening to your late, to your last breastfeeding myths to flush episode and heard you guys say that you're going to do an episode on diet. I'd love to hear your thoughts on something my son's doctor asked me when she was concerned about his weight. She asked me if I was trying to lose weight. When I told her no, she said she sees when moms try to lose weight that it can bring down the quality of the milk. Thanks for all you two do. Thank you very much for sending this in. And I've been saving it for this episode because we are going to talk about diet today and how this is a big fat no on this <laughs> for this question. Um, dieting does not bring down the quality of the milk. A quality of milk. Just that statement is so like... <laughs> What? It's an oxymoron, Quality right? Of milk. Like yeah. as your body got it wrong. You did something and then the milk was just no good anymore. That's not possible, right? It just doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't work that way. No, it might work that way for you. If you eat McDonald's three meals a day for the rest of your life, the quality of your body will go down. Yeah. And you know, that's funny because I tell people that a lot. Um, when I do prenatal breastfeeding classes, we talk about diet because it is one of the biggest myths that comes up, right? Like we've we've talked about it on our myth shows, but we've never talked about it like we've never I don't think we've ever made it like a full episode before. No, I so. But I talk about this all the time with because it's like if you your body is going to make what they what it needs to make for the baby, right? Your body is going to take care of the baby. And you can eat like you could you could Grubhub, Taco Bell, three meals a day while you're breastfeeding if you want to. You will feel like crap, but yeah, your milk will be fine. you'll die sooner. <laughs> you'll die but sooner. But your baby <laughs> will be taken care of because that's what your body's main concern is. Yeah. It will be making milk for your baby while you rot. <laughs> <laughs> so it really, it's about like your diet is about you. Your diet is keeping you healthy. Your diet is putting back into your system what the baby took away during pregnancy. And if we think about pregnancy, like let's think about that for a second. When you're pregnant, how many people do you know that have like, you know, like hyperemesis or they have no appetite or the thing like their smell, their sense of smell has changed so much with pregnancy that nothing, you know, seems like it tastes good to them anymore. Right. Um, happens all the time. I've met people in pregnancy that were like, I the only thing I could eat without puking was Fritos. And that's <laughs> what I ate for like the first three yeah. months. Like yeah. you hear that all the time. Does it does it disturb your baby's growth? No. And they'll tell you that too. Like your OB or your midwife, if you say I'm sick every day, they're gonna be like, Oh, the baby's fine. Baby's growing. 
do the best you can. Yeah. And you'll hear people market all over the place, you know, their nutrition plan and their foods and all that that are optimal for, you know, breastfeeding and for pregnancy and these things that you need to have in order for your baby to survive. (laughs) To survive. (laughs) I mean, you know, is eating healthy best? I mean, like, yeah, like we know that, uh, you know, we know the things that our body needs, but your body's making milk for your baby, like regardless of what you do, your body is built to make your baby survive. And that's all it's going to do. It will do it at the expense of you. Right. At your expense. Absolutely. And And we've, I know we've mentioned on the podcast before that you know, if you think like if you're just kind of out there in the world, you know nothing about breastfeeding, you know nothing about lactation, whatever, it kind of makes sense that what you would eat would affect your milk. Like that, you would think that that would be it, right? Right. Like that's, yeah. But that's, it's not. So it's a, it's one of those myths that are just like, it's just misinformed, right? It's just well, one of those I, things yeah. where we just need to educate people on how this is not, this is not the case. The diet has nothing to do with it. And how, yeah. And and how milk is not made from the contents of your stomach. It's not it like you not. put the stuff in your stomach and then that goes into your milk. Right. That's not, it's not. how the body works. No. So your milk is a blood product, right? And it is, you know, made in your bloodstream. So things that are in your, it's not from your stomach contents. So there are some things that you eat that get into your bloodstream. Absolutely. And there are some things that you do not eat or that you do eat that do not get into your bloodstream. Sorry about that. I confused myself for a second. (laughs) So for example, like proteins and stuff like that, that can get into your bloodstream. And that is why, because people say, well, what about dairy? Why is dairy such a big deal? Yeah. Well, dairy is a foreign protein. It's a cow's milk. It's a cow protein. It's a foreign protein that does get into your bloodstream because it's a protein and it can impact the baby in a negative way because it's a foreign protein and babies just don't break it down as well as they do your human milk that is made for them. So some babies, not all babies, but some babies do struggle a little bit more with that cow's milk protein. Fiber which is what makes you gassy, fiber does not get into the bloodstream. So if you eat a food that makes you gassy, beans or broccoli or, you know, whatever, I don't know, whatever it is. I lose track of what makes me gassy. I had to keep a freaking log. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it would not go well. But whatever you're eating that's high in fiber, fiber does not get into the bloodstream. It gets goes out of your system. Hence the gas goes out of your system. Hence so it, why it makes you poop. That's why they right. say if you're constipated, eat more fiber. The fiber does not get into your bloodstream, therefore does not get into the milk. So when people say, oh, you ate something, you ate broccoli, your baby's going to be gassy. There is zero correlation there whatsoever. None. None whatsoever. Do not fall into that trap of if I eat a food that makes me gassy, my baby's going to be gassy because that is not a thing that's science-based, fact-based, research-based, none of that. Well, and that is the thing that came up recently that I had never heard before, which is shocking at this point. But I still hear crap that I'm like, wow, <laughs> never heard that I know. before. Sometimes a, I do too. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a new one for me. Yeah. The doctor told the parent that 
they needed to eat more fiber because the baby was constipated. The baby's constipated, which is first of all, what? And <laughs> second of all, like, oh, so, so the baby's constipated. So you need to eat more fiber so that the baby gets more fiber through your milk. So that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> like it doesn't make any it's sense. It's not even like they don't even understand the biology of how the body makes milk. No, because nobody talks about it. No. They, yeah. It's like this mystery. It is. Yeah. The fiber thing, throw it out the window. It, it just doesn't even. It, it has nothing to do with your milk. Like it just doesn't get into the milk. So try not to really try really hard because then people will say to me, but I ate something and my baby was fussy. Mm-hmm. Babies are fussy. Babies are gassy. Newborn babies are gassy. Like it just, it just is. Their systems are immature. They struggle with everything. Everything. So just d- try really hard not to correlate it. I feel like we correlate everything with breastfeeding. We do. I, I had a mom the other day that I was talking to. That was her first baby. And she was like, does breastfeeding make you weak? And I'm like. (laughs) Parenthood um, makes you weak. (laughs) Exactly. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Like sleep? And she go, I go, it can make you like feel relaxed and sleepy. Like that's, that's a thing. She said, no, like sometimes I just feel like really weak. And she's recovering from a C-section and, and I'm like, that's probably more of recovery. Are you eating? And she's like, well, you know, sometimes and I'm like, I know sometimes, you know, you don't feel that hungry when you're recovering from having a baby, but it is really important to kind of like keep yourself up. Like we were just talking about just don't eat, you know, Taco Bell three times a day. <laughs> and you have to just, you know, eat a little bit, try it, try to keep the meals in, try to keep eating because that will help you to feel better and feel recovered. And it is more about you, but she blamed it. She thought it was the breastfeeding. She thought that was the problem. Yeah. Um, we tend to pre- blame breastfeeding for everything. So when babies are gassy or babies are fussy, everybody goes, well, what did you eat? And it's like, food. That's what I ate. I ate food. Is that a problem? Yeah. You know, we were, I think we were talking about doing this episode. When we first started talking about doing this episode. It was a while back. And I was like looking up a bunch of stuff on diet. Like Pinterest just had so much garbage. About oh, yeah. diet and breastfeeding. Like it was, if I read one thing, it said like it had a list of things you couldn't eat, like ridiculous oh, yeah. amounts of things you couldn't eat. And then on another, on another site, it had the same exact foods that you should eat to increase your supply. <laughs> I'm like, this is ridiculous. And it was normal, healthy foods, vegetables and fruits. And people like, don't eat those. Your baby's going to have a bad reaction. What? No. That doesn't happen. It really doesn't. We should not be focused on hyper focused, especially on, oh, I can't eat this, this, and this. Because that's really not, there's no basis behind it at all. Right. And some people will swear, like, I swear to God, every single time I eat this, the baby is fussy. Mm hmm. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, we're not going to argue with you. I mean, like, you know, maybe something happens and you notice it. And so you feel like you need to cut that out of your diet. Okay. You're in charge. But when it starts to build, you know, when it's like people telling you crap, you know, well, don't eat that. That's why the baby's fussy. Like, it's not like you can eat a certain way and then have your baby not be fussy. 
your babies. Not, they're just, they're super fussy. That's all they know how to do. If we could figure out a way for your baby to not be fussy. I mean, that would be amazing. And we'd be gazillionaires. I know. If it all, all it took was taking something out of your diet and your baby was like not fussy. I mean, it's just, there's not, there's really nothing you can do about that. I mean, there's the things you can do, but like fussiness is just built in. Like it's just going to happen, Yeah. but it's not the diet and it's not the breastfeeding. And we tend to always blame it on that. Yeah. But we it's do. Really not I remember, that. yeah, I remember having like red itchiness around one of my breasts, like when I was breastfeeding and I, I sent a picture to Nancy Morbacher and I was like, what is this? Oh my God. Blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I don't know. It probably doesn't have anything to do with breastfeeding. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, I never occurred to me that something would not have to do with breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. Oh, maybe it's completely unrelated to that. Yeah. It, I, n- it never occurred to me. And I don't think it occurs to us because that is the thing that we're doing. That is the thing. That's the only thing you're doing when you have a new baby. Mm-hmm. And even when you have an older baby, it's really, if you're still breastfeeding, it's really the focus of your entire day and night. Yeah. So it that's is. all you're thinking about. That's all. That's the main thing that's going on with your baby. So you're going to think like, and it's also not normal, right? Like we don't know things about breastfeeding. It's not just like built into our culture, our understanding of it, our seeing of it, our, you know, we don't walk around seeing our family members breastfeeding all the time and then see the baby still fussy. And, you know, just, we don't see this happening. Like we, you know, did when we were living in, you know, more village type settings. Right. Now we don't see it. We don't really understand how babies act, even like take away breastfeeding. We don't even see babies. Really. We see babies crying at restaurants. Everyone gets mad at them. You know, (laughs) like babies are just an inconvenience to society in general. So we don't understand their behavior. We don't understand how breastfeeding plays into all of this. We are just all confused when we have a baby. We don't, we, it's like a whole new thing. We're usually, when we have a baby, we're experiencing it for the first time. We're experiencing breastfeeding for the first time. We're experiencing like being around a baby for a long time for the first time. Mm-hmm. And that's just, so we're, we're going off. We're just like brand new to it. We're just the first day on the job and we don't know what's happening. And then like in my situation, when I got pregnant with Nathan, that was an unplanned pregnancy. So then I was like, well, shit, you know, like I didn't know what I was doing. Like extra didn't know what I was doing because I hadn't even prepared for a pregnancy because I hadn't planned on having one. So I was like really out there not knowing what was going on. So it was we don't we don't really like Abby was saying, we, we just don't know. We just don't know. We're not familiar with it. And we're so focused on solutions, right? Where it's like, Mm. well, the baby is fussy. Something must be wrong. We have to fix it. Never at any point in our lives, in mine, I'm speaking from my own experience, did I say, this is a baby. They're fussy. I'll just rock them, you know, and do my best to get them through this, you know, situation. Right. But we we can't. We got, I mean, like, think about like older people expressing their feelings. Like that, we can't handle that. <laughs> it's, not, right. it's like, oh my God, what, what do I need? What, what can we do to fix it? You know, it's not just like, oh, let me just like hug you while you have your feelings and then we'll move through them and then we'll get, we'll get through it. It's like, ah, what do we do? Oh my God, there's a problem. How do we solve it? Here's yeah. the baby's fussy. What do we do? It must be something. And then we always blame ourselves. It must be something that I did. It must be something that I'm eating. It must be, you know, and then you start going back through your day. 
Well, I ate this. Yep. Oh my God, I ate that yesterday too. Oh my God, they must not like carrots. Right. It must have been that Thai food. It must have been that spicy thing. It (laughs) must have been, you know, and it's like, no, it's not. I remember like doing that with, you know, when I had Nathan and he was fussy and I was living at my mom's house for the first couple of months of his life. And my mom's like, well, what did you eat? I'm like, well, I remember I had, you know, a sandwich that had peppers on it. Well, it was those peppers. That's what I was like, fine, I'll eat nothing for the rest of my life. You know, like, but she got breastfed. Why am I taking her advice? No. Yeah, You know, and it was just like, it just is a, oh my gosh, it's so much. It is so ingrained. Yeah. All right. Let's do our, let's talk about Livy for a second. And then I want to definitely get into more about this email and that whole. All right. We'll be right back. Yeah. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Livy. Levy was founded with the mission to help breastfeeders everywhere with their breastfeeding and pumping journeys. They have invented and designed a variety of products, including their innovative lactation massagers, which are ergonomically designed and rechargeable battery powered to help make breast massage easier and address common breastfeeding issues like clogged ducts, mastitis, and engorgement. Breast massage can help induce letdown and improve milk flow to transfer as much milk as possible from your breast. Whether it's the original lactation massager, the massager plus warming pads popular with pumping moms, or the manual massage roller and breast comfort packs, LaVie carries something for everyone. Because everyone deserves to have comfort and support while nourishing and bonding with their baby. A must-have product and a great gift for baby registries or family and friends. Check out LaVie's entire line at LaVieMom.com. That is L-A-V-I-E-M-O-M.com. And you can use code BADASS for 15% of your purchase at LaVieMom.com. And you can find this uh, sponsor and the promo code at BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com in our show notes under this episode. And uh, you'll find other things that we talk about in this episode in the show notes as well. And at BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com, you will also find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. So let's let's talk about this for a second, because this, right. is, uh, this drives me crazy. So, you know, this mom saying... You know, moms, if moms try to lose weight, bring down the quality of the milk. We didn't create breastfeeding in this country, in the United States, I'm saying, because that's where we are right now. We didn't create breastfeeding here. It's not something that we designed and started doing a few years ago. Breastfeeding has been around for a million years. Like, it's been around forever. As long as babies have been around. As long as mammals mammals have been around. Yes. Breastfeeding has been around all over the world. It is literally why we are here. (laughs) Breastfeeding is literally why we are here. Absolutely. Formula didn't exist. No. And people people eat, like even now, if you go to different countries around the world, people have different diets. There are there are communities of people in parts of the world, in third world countries, they don't have these little supplements that we have here. They don't have prenatal vitamins. They don't have access to blue Gatorade that's going to increase your milk supply, all that crap. Like they eat what they grow or they have a very, there's cultures all over the world that eat very spicy diets on a regular basis. I know. I, or, can you imagine the babies in India? Oh my God. They, they must, must all be, in- be crying their faces off. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, they use a lot of spices in their food, right? Right. That's, they're kind of famous for that. Oh, my God. Those babies must be miserable. I've so, never been to India, but I have a feeling the babies are fine. Right. I think they're all probably okay. So we really need to think of like, we need to broaden our horizons around this. Yeah. Right. Like it's not, we know people we've talked about a long time, people in concentration camps breastfed their babies. There are people all over the world who are breastfeeding their babies based on whatever diet is going on in their culture. And the babies are fine. Like we here we are so hyper focused on what am i eating what can i eat differently what do i need to take out of my diet to make this work and that should not be anything we need to worry about it really shouldn't you should be like oh i'm going to have a baby i would like to breastfeed and not worry about like is there something like specific i need to eat or what do i have to watch for my diet this question that comes up all the time we are almost in 2022 and this still is an yeah, issue yeah. Where we are worried about diet all the time. Well, it's an issue now. I mean, it wasn't an issue. People didn't used to sit around worrying about this. That's true. Yeah. You got a point there. You know, we have we have taken breastfeeding and we have taken it out of the norm and we don't get it anymore. And so now we just literally don't understand how to exist with it. <laughs> I remember seeing this family once. and I think it was the dad might have called me. And, the, you know, it was like a fussy baby or whatever was going on. And, and the dad was like, the doctor put her on this um, elimination diet. And basically what she's eating now is hummus and air. Like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, my gosh. Elimination diet. Like, that's miserable. Nothing says stop breastfeeding than taking yeah. everything you know of out of your diet. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. It really, it doesn't have anything to do with it. And then while we're on the topic of diet, why don't we talk about fluids? Because fluids come up all the time too, right? And that's part of your diet. And people are convinced that you have to drink a ton of water. We get those messages all the time. I feel like my supply is dwindling. I've been drinking a gallon of water a day. Water has nothing to do with it. People are drowning themselves. People are just like (laughs) filling up the bathtub, putting a straw to it. (laughs) Why am I not making more milk? (laughs) Water has nothing to do with it. Drink if you're thirsty like you would on any other occasion. But don't worry about drinking excessive amounts of water because that does not have anything to do with your milk supply. There is no research behind that at all. You can drink whatever you want. You can drink coffee. You can, you know, like it's it's okay. You can go back to your regular life. What about caffeine? Caffeine is fine. People freak out about caffeine. People your baby freak won't nap out about caffeine. Yes, your baby will nap. Your baby's gonna be hopped up on caffeine. Yeah, some that, people find that their babies are fussy after they drink caffeine. And you gotta be drinking a lot of caffeine. Yeah, that's a lot. And if you find that what you're drinking, if you're drinking too much caffeine, and you really feel like it's affecting your baby, then cut back. I'll never forget. Like there was this one mom. I went to her house, and we were doing a consult, and she was like asking me about diet and stuff. And then, and I was like, it's fine. You know, we kind of had this whole conversation and she was like, can I eat chocolate? They told me I couldn't. <laughs> oh, and I was God. like, oh my God, eat the chocolate. Like, no, is there really that much caffeine and chocolate that you can't eat it? That we're telling people not to eat it? You, how dare you tell a new parent they can't have chocolate? <laughs> Caffeine. Of yours. How dare I, you say that? <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. The restrictions that we are putting on parents. 
It is. And this is why, this is exactly why people don't breastfeed. Yeah. Because it's too freaking hard. Right. It is way too hard to remember all of these rules and then make it last and then go back to work and like all of this stuff. Like this is why people don't do it because there's so much terrible information out there. And some people don't do it because they don't want to. And that's fine. But lots of people don't do it because it's too hard. They tried. There were so many rules. They couldn't keep up. You know, I mean, like, no wonder people quit. Right. It seems impossible to be the kind of person that you need to be to make breastfeeding successful. And then somebody's telling you over and over again that what you're doing is your fault. Yeah. Your baby is behaving this way because of something that you are doing. Yeah. And we forget that humans literally lived through like rough ass times on this planet where like resources were scarce Mm -hmm. with that, you know, people couldn't eat, you know, what they were normally eating or what, you know, people say humans are supposed to be eating. They were switching to things that were available and like we survived. Could you imagine? I don't know how much longer, though, man. It must have been that squirrel that you ate because... (laughs) Yeah, you were starving and you had to shoot a squirrel and eat it. And, like, your baby was fussy. (laughs) You can't do that. No, (laughs) you got to find that squirrel. I know. (laughs) No. So we really are, are very, you know, I just, it's so, it's so frustrating. And I think for, like, with me, I feel like it's just this, it's a constant. You know, it's constant. It just keeps coming up and keeps coming up. And it's like, this is not an issue. Like, this should not be an issue still. And it still keeps coming up over and over again. And it's like, this is, no, you're you're fine. You're not doing anything to damage your baby. You can eat whatever you want to and it's going to be fine. We need to look outside the box and see, okay, is there a different reason why your baby might be fussy? I had somebody tell me too once, I swear, every time I ate blueberries that the baby was fussy. Blueberries? <laughs> no. Like, but we are so focused on like looking at our babies all the time and going, what's that little noise they made? What are they doing? We have people that send us at the Pete's office, send us videos of like this little, like if their baby makes a little motion, you know, like, oh, the baby, when I laid her down, she like shook her, her arms were shaking and like took videos and brought it in and showed us. It's like, no, they're fine. It's just a reflex. But we are like, I remember when Jack, I remember when Jack found his ears. (laughs) <laughs> and he kept reaching up to find his ears. Oh my fucking god! I yeah. was gonna die. I thought. I thought. Oh god! He something happened to him. Look at him. He keeps grabbing his ears. Something is wrong. Something is wrong with him. Just found his ears. I th- was freaking out. Yeah, he found his ears, and <laughs> I was. I was not. I was almost dead of anxiety. <laughs> Which I am most days, which which is another thing, which is another thing that plays into all this, right? Mm-hmm. For, we're starting off so anxious. <laughs> we're starting off so, even before we have kids, a lot of us have struggled with anxiety. Right. I mean, we know how rampant anxiety is in this culture. And then we go into parenthood, which is, I don't care how healthy, how mentally healthy you are when you go into parenthood. That will knock you off your feet. <laughs> Well, for sure. Yeah. You already have an anxiety disorder. Forget it. Please see our anxiety episode for what might possibly be going on. It is really hard. And then you have people out there saying, oh, it must have been that food you ate. I know. And then every tiny little thing that you eat that you think are like healthy foods, like, oh, I'm going to eat food. So be healthy. I'll have some blueberries. Blueberries are great for you. They're great for your brain. They're great for everything. And then, and then to be told, and then to, to think that, 
they're making your they're hurting your baby. My God, I know you can't win. You can't. It's just it's really it's disgusting. And, yeah, what we people do. and people wonder like you know people worry like if I'm people. F- freak out about all the like being vegan, being vegetarian, mm-hmm. they want to go keto, they want to do all this stuff. It's fine. Do what eat what you're eat what you eat and then when your baby gets old enough you get to share that with your baby too and there's no way to, you know, you don't have to put them on cow's milk. You don't have to, you know, feed them a certain thing. You, you they can eat what you eat and that's a different subject, but I mean, you know, you're fine being whatever you choose to be. I breastfed a set of twins on a vegetarian diet. Like, I don't even think I was taking vitamins. I still don't. You don't have to take vitamins. Right. And nobody ever really said, nobody said anything to me. That's another marketing thing. Yeah, that's another marketing thing. But I remember like, I think my doctor, the only thing that they said to me was, well, you're, are you vegan or are you vegetarian? I said vegetarian. And they're like, okay, because if you're vegan, then we might need to implement like more B vitamin or something. I don't, I don't even know. It was something like that. I mean, yeah, I take B12. Yes, but I, yeah, I get B twelve injections actually. But um, I was like, I never and people, you know, I never thought about like, oh, I'm not going to make enough milk because I'm a vegetarian, or oh, my milk isn't going to be good enough quality because I don't eat any meat. It's fine. And people, I did get it. I actually got a question about that not that long ago. Like, well, I'm a vegetarian. Will that have you know? Should I be eating you meat? Do not and, have no. to eat meat. You don't no. have to eat other animals, man. It's fine. You, you want to fine, but you do not have to be eating. All the other species on the planet are drinking their milk. Yeah. You don't have to. We don't need, like, you don't need excessive amounts of protein. Your body is going to make what it needs to mm. make for the baby, regardless of what your diet is. And America's that's the way it's always been. With yeah. protein. America is obsessed with protein. Completely obsessed with protein. Mm-hmm. I read, I have like, we do karate and I read these karate books and they're like, be, be wary, be cautious of America's obsession with protein. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a thing. It really is. Uh, but your, you know, like your diet, your body will make the milk, like trust your body. It's going to make the milk it needs to make for your baby. And it's going to make it perfectly regardless of what you're eating. Yeah. Focus on yourself. I mean, like we mm-hmm. focus so much on our babies and, and and we worry so much about it, but really the best way to be present and to, to show up and to, to be like, you know, a you know a healthy parent as as far as you know feeling healthy is do what makes you feel good you know do the things that you like to do eat the things that you like to eat do the things that you like to do it is a myth it is one huge broad sweeping myth that you have to drastically change your life to be as successful at breastfeeding your your life is going to drastically change whether you breastfeed or formula feed mhm it that's doesn't a good point matter. Yeah. Your life is the life you knew is over and you are a parent now and everything is completely different. And if you, whatever way you choose to feed your baby, it's not going to go back to the way it was. So it doesn't have anything to do with the way you're feeding your baby. Right. And the whole, you know, the whole, you have to change this. You have to stop doing this and stop eating that and under this and all these rules. Those are just, I swear to God, those were all put in there to help companies sell a product, to help people stop breastfeeding, to help make people feel like they couldn't do it so that people would buy formula. Well, it goes like whenever I see a baby that really is having a hard time gastrically, 
like just they're just maybe they're babies that spit up maybe they have really bad mm-hmm. reflux like just something like that it, they go through the phases of you know pediatrician to not necessarily our pediatricians but like whatever pediatrician and then the pediatrician oh i don't know puts them on reflux meds does all this stuff with them yeah. and then them to a gi doctor and i always cringe a little bit when these babies go to gi because they almost always are told to take the baby off breastfeeding and put them on formula and it's like, I don't understand why something that is created in a laboratory is better for your baby than something that's made directly from them, from their parent. Like, it yeah, just doesn't make sense to me. for them. Right. It doesn't make sense to me. But it all comes back to this diet thing. Like, oh, it must be something you know, in your system that you're doing, you know, must be something in your milk. So your baby's not tolerating your milk. Well, it's something that's going on with that. We're just going to take the baby, you know, off of breast milk and put them on formula. And and sometimes like I had that happen recently. I don't think it was a gastro thing. I think it might've been something else where they were like, Oh yeah. Oh, it was, it was, it was jaundice. And this is like totally, you know, but the, they said, all right, we think it's something in the milk. So let's put the baby on formula for a few days to get the jaundice out of their system. And then you can go back to breath. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Like that doesn't even make any sense. Like formula is never the better answer. It's an answer, but it's not always the better answer. Right. So like, it doesn't make sense to be like, okay, you're, you grew this baby. Your body is making milk for this baby, but it's not good enough. So we have to give it something else. Like that doesn't that doesn't make any sense if you really think about it. It's true, it doesn't. I mean, it, yeah, when people tell you there's something wrong with your milk, that that's a red flag. Yeah, that's a huge red flag. Cuz that's not that's not something that happens. No. Like it just You don't yeah. accidentally make your body didn't make milk, then now it's hurting your baby. Right. And it's not made from the contents of your stomach. So end of story. And that's a very, that's basically the takeaway of this whole (laughs) whole episode. Yeah. So, you know, your milk is not made from the contents of your stomach. What you're eating is for you. Your body's going to make the milk for your baby. And eat what you enjoy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because that makes a happy parent. Yeah. Well, that's not the only thing, but it is certainly the other way can make you miserable. Yeah. And then tell everybody about it. I ate this really spicy food. <laughs> and now I'm going to go breastfeed. We had Indian food last night. And Exley was like, this morning, he was like, Mommy, I just pooped and it was burned my butt. Aww. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so we're explaining him why that happened. That's not what goes on with your baby. who's feeding no. from the breast. Yeah. After it's, you ate Indian food. Yeah, totally okay. Go eat it up. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Thanks for listening. For- Bye. Bye. Bye.